Hey, San Francisco. Welcome to Quizotron. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Rebecca Watson. I'll be your host tonight. Uh, please join me in welcoming our special guests, Janet D. Stemwettel, Robin Tran, Kate Gary, Ariel Waldman, and Keith Old Jensen. Such an energetic panel. <laughs> Just charging on out of the backstage. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. They're ready to rumble, folks. Uh, Quizzertron, of course, is the world's greatest science-themed quiz show. Uh, what's going to happen is that we will have science nerds versus comedians uh, battling to answer some questions on science that I will be asking. Uh, I will give them points if they are either right or funny. I will deduct points if they are wrong or if they displease me in some way. At the end of the night, the winner gets to wear the Quizotron belt. <laughs> Appropriate reaction. <laughs> so without further ado, let's get right into it. Uh, hands at the ready. Microphones in your hand. Let's go. Round one, of course, as always, is get to know the contestants. Question number one. Which contestant is lucky enough to be spending Halloween where the thing took place? What? <laughs> Robin. Not me. <laughs> I mean, all right. I can't. <laughs> Points. I can't argue with that. You are right. Uh, I might be looking for something a little more specific, though. Uh, who will be spending Halloween? I think Halloween? it's weird that the person themselves, they apparently don't know. I... <laughs> I've definitely made I, this a tricky question. And now the we're took all place terrified. Up north somewhere with snow and stuff. Well, then, I mean, if there was snow and stuff, I'm guessing she means me, but I'm absolutely so. correct. It's a real <laughs> Yay. I'm just. You're welcome for the clue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm disgusted at your lack of knowledge. I, of yeah, the it's thing. only going to go downhill even more from here. Would you guys like your microphones turned up a little bit? Yes, yes please. Great. I see some. They're they're a quiet group apparently. Uh, so if you don't mind turning them up just a tad. Huh. Oh yeah, uh, it's our fault. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to blame my my <laughs> guests. Uh, Ariel, the thing took place in Antarctica. Oh. Okay. And now you know. So not the North Pole. Is it the South one? I. <laughs> <laughs> So we can already tell who's the science nerd and who's the comedian. Uh, I didn't study Antarctic science. I might have studied some other. There are other sciences, right? No. I think, I mean, that's like a fourth grade science, and that's sort of, uh, you got to study that one to get to the others. So, uh, Ariel, tell us about your trip to Antarctica. Uh, I'm going to Antarctica. Great. Thank you so much. Next question. She should lose points for that. <laughs> yeah, Ariel, could you just buzz in real quick? <laughs> but that's my buzzer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? I am going to... That was clever, oh, so was I am going to deduct points. <laughs> Ariel buzzed in for Keith. He lost points. <laughs> I had a, I she's have got to re- a strategy. Yeah, I reward strategy, quick thinking. So Yes, but, but it's mm. true. I am spending uh, 33 days in Antarctica uh, in a few weeks' time, and uh, yeah... Halloween will be spent there. Thanksgiving will be spent there. So, what are you going to dress as for Halloween? You know, I am flying down on Halloween, so I don't know how creepy I want to be on the actual army airplane. Sexy, <laughs> sexy Antarctica tourist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could be Uncle Antarctica. 
<laughs> and I noticed you I'm said... I'm a comedian, by the way. <laughs> I noticed you said you're flying down. Is that I'm, because it's south? I'm giving you points for that, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, and you just got off of a boat. Yeah, for uh, I was, for three weeks I was on a deep sea expedition looking at an underwater volcano, so busy times. Busy what times. are you running from? <laughs> <laughs> Do you really need to ask? Yeah, I mean, have you met her? No. She's a, ha- have you met our country right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> Can I go with you? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, whenever Ariel's on the show, for the listeners at home, we should describe what she's wearing, because it's unfair that they should miss out sure, on Sure, go this. for it. What tried, an outfit. Tried, Where did you get try this? Try to not be creepy about it, yeah, Key. Really <laughs> this awesome gray dress with embroidered flowers. Yeah. Strategically I placed they're about called it. appliques. Oh, science-y. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I you just got language. points, Janet. <laughs> well done for knowing appliques. Yeah. We reward knowledge of all kinds here. <laughs> uh, great. Ariel, thank you for being here. Ariel Waldman, everyone. Question number two. Which contestant has a pathological fear of holes? That's me. That's me. I hate them. Absolutely correct. <laughs> wow. Real, real, real difference from that last question. <laughs> uh, can yeah. I ask? I wanted to see. I, I cut myself when I was at camp. Is that enough? Or? No, holes, plural. I'm that sorry. Were you at hole. camp oh, like yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I just got back. Uh, a single... Ariel's not the only one doing cool stuff. Okay. Right. So I have to go put another hole in my hand to freak you out. Yes. Okay, I'll work on it. All right. If you want to take a are, are you right also afraid of Courtney Love's hole? Uh, again, that's only the one hole. No, she's got more than one. <laughs> technically. Oh, Fair okay. Enough. Let's. <laughs> got a moving on. Let's put a pin in that. Uh, yeah. What is it called? Your phobia? Uh, Trypophobia, I I think. Yeah. Like, I don't mind if they're all symmetrical, but I don't like the unruly asymmetrical (laughs) holes, you know, like on insects or people or... So where does this come up? Like, when does this cause a problem for you? Uh, Well, sometimes I'll go, Kate, how can you disturb yourself today? Let's go look up holes. That is that is what I do. That's okay. how I roll. You open up an incognito browser and you just type holes. Yeah, yeah, just all the holes. And then just hold on for the ride. Uh, and I just want to point out, I'm wearing plaid uh, to manage expectations for my performance tonight. So, <laughs> not a lab coat. Yeah. Not a... Let's just describe how we're all dressed. Yeah, apparently that's important to judge. Key, so. <laughs> And Kate, when you're not being terrified of holes, what what do you do with yourself on a day-to-day basis? I'm a stand-up comedian. I hang out with my girlfriend, Robin Tran, right over here. She's awesome. And I also work for a video game company, so uh, be super jealous of me forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about this backstage. You work for a video game company that actually gives you a sword on your five-year anniversary. Yeah, sword for five year, uh, shield for ten year, and wearable helm for twenty year, and then you have to fight the CEO to the death. <laughs> Kate Gary, everyone. Question number three. Which contestant got a poor review on Rate My Professor reading, and I quote, pretend communism is the best thing since sliced bread and you'll do fine? Janet. Nice to see her. That would be Janet D. Stemwettle. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Well 
done. Jenna, have you been over your rate, rate my professor rating? I actually had managed like a seven or eight year stretch of not looking at it. And then my youngest child started dating a uh, college freshman okay. who looked at my rate my professor and said, have you seen what they say about your mom? And so my kid looked. <laughs> Did they immediately break up? No, it was, it was probably they stayed together longer than they should have, but that's usually how it goes with the first one, isn't it? That's true. Yeah, no, but now, now we have, you know, sort of a good, healthy grain of salt kind of attitude for online reviews of all sorts. Good, good. Uh, Jenna, do you, uh, teach communism? I teach, uh, norms of science. So yes. One of, one of those, according to sociologist Robert Merton, is communism in scare quotes, which is about scientific knowledge being a shared resource for those who are trying to build scientific knowledge. Disgusting. <laughs> Out of our midst, commie scum. Yeah, you'll, you'll be with me when it's time to set fire to things. <laughs> Damn straight. I will. I can't. We're going to do it after the show, actually. I'm super pumped. <laughs> And in addition to corrupting young minds, uh, what else do you get up to? Uh, every now and then I get to go to uh, San Francisco Science Hack Day. Yay! I'm sorry, no plugging other no, contestants it is, here. It is. <laughs> That's against the it's rules. It's happening October 27th and 28th. All right, now Wait, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and deduct points there for uh, inappropriate plugging outside of the plug time <laughs> and he got points there you go no! he got his points back no he got his points you can only back. use that trick once yeah Mario. once that's I, all you I'm get i'm gonna keep going <laughs> uh janity stemwedel everyone thank you for being here all right robin we got a 50 50 chance to get this <laughs> next one right yeah which straight white male oh <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. Which contestant was once barred from bussing Dan Quayle's table in a restaurant? The fuck? Keith L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I worked at the uh, Sacramento Club, which was a private club in Sacramento, and Dan Quayle did a fundraiser on half of the restaurant. And the uh, head of his security had to meet me personally. And the uh, the manager said, this is Keith. And he goes, Keith Lowell Jensen, to show that he knew my name, the security Whoa. guy did. Uh, but the best part is Johnny Carino was the chef. He went on to be a famous chef on TV and stuff. I'll take your word for it. But he's a, he's, he's a gay man. Okay. And Dan Quayle had just gotten in trouble for misspelling potato. <laughs> so on the half of the restaurant that wasn't the fundraiser, they served roast quail and potatoes. <laughs> Oh, wow. And he was allowed to go meet Dan Quayle. <laughs> I wasn't, so. Could I give him points? Because that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'll, I'll deliver them to him no, later. <laughs> no. Nice try. Sneaky. Keith Old Jensen's here, everyone. Oh, do you want to plug anything real quick? They have a book called Punching Nazis, another good idea. Okay, to go buy it. Nice. it has a chapter about Kate Gary in it. Is, is that the oh. one with the 
blurb from Roseanne Barr? Yep. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> you didn't do it, and one of the guests does. Did you put her up to it? <laughs> I, get, I, I did not put her up to that. Did she get points for but that? Thank you. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Go ahead up. and buzz in. There you go. You get points for bringing that up. You well guys done, know Janet. that Roseanne used to be a social justice hero. <laughs> yeah. Like a year ago. That was uh, in, in the last and millennium. For many decades. Uh. <laughs> All right, final question, and then get to the, the contestants' round. Here we go. <laughs> Spell sincerely. Robin oh. Tran. <laughs> you can do it, baby. S I N C E R E L Y. So you are correct, but you didn't say sincerely before and then after in uh, appropriate spelling bee uh, oh. format. So I'm going to take points away. I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. What? <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> they don't even know what you're talking about. We'll get to that. So, <laughs> so I heard somewhere that um, that you were a spelling bee champion. That's right. But you lost on the word sincerely at like the state final. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, that's right. I just wanted to impress a white audience that may have thought that I can't speak any English. <laughs> But then I found out this is San Francisco, and they're all a bunch of liberals, so they don't, they're not all a bunch of racists, you know? That's true. And oh, I've you'd s- be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they probably are, but they're not laughing at it, so. <laughs> I have seen those, like, spelling bee documentaries, though, and it's usually immigrant children that win them, right? Oh, that's true, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not one of those. <laughs> Can, well, you won can, one. Can I, mean, I share a fun a fact? And, and then you lost in the in the yeah yeah. This yeah. is really boring. Well, that's <laughs> Janet. Janet I, has a fun fact. A okay. fun fact: the documentary Spellbound was yeah. directed by the younger brother of a high school classmate of mine. That wasn't such. A that great was not fact. a fun that fact. Was... Can you buzz in real quick, Janet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nope. <laughs> No, sorry. Uh, that was not a fun fact. Fun for me. That was an extremely boring fact. I I'm, fell asleep halfway in the middle of that fact. Fun fact: I used to know a guy <laughs> who knew a guy <laughs> whose cousin was a thing. This is turning into a roast already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of, what do you do? Um. Well, I'm sorry for this whole segment already. You know, it was kind of boring. <laughs> Um, I lay down a lot. <laughs> I stare at I stare at I stare at the ceiling. Oh, literal lane. I lay down. I think about killing myself, and then uh-huh. I and then I don't do it. <laughs> you gotta woo. And then and the then audience I, wooed for you. The yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you. It's very relatable. For the not yeah. doing it for the not doing. Yeah. It. yeah, and then I watch a lot of professional wrestling. Okay. Yeah. You I'm know not what? doing. I'm not doing well on this show. I think I might. <laughs> I might want to leave. I was going to answer for Robin, but I think we should just leave it at that. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's good. I think it's good. Robin Tran, everyone. (laughs) All right. Well done, everyone. Let's head right into round two. The uh, topic of round two is science. (laughs) Question number one. Americans have more faith in their government if their government includes who? Kate. White Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) It's not what I'm looking for, but I'll give you points because you made the audience laugh. (laughs) More faith in their government if the government includes whom, I suppose. Oh, no. 
Don't worry, it happens. Everything's <laughs> fine, podcast listeners. <laughs> Every, Nothing to hear here. Every, everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's all just fine. I feel like every podcast of yours is yep. like, everything's, everything's fine. No one worry. Every guest is definitely here. And the Janet, is definitely duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> also not what I'm looking for, but I'm going to give you points. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, let me just try to move that up. There we go. Uh, no. Uh, does anyone in the audience know? Has anyone read this study? No. Uh, so Americans have more faith in their government if the government includes women. I would not have guessed I that. Know. I know. Given our recent behavior. It is shocking. Okay. Is, is not this the week when we learn the electorate believes that either bitches be lying or bitches ain't shit? Correct. <laughs> However... Uh, we are a varied uh, peoples, and what they found was, so researchers gave subjects a uh, test in which they showed them a governing body that was making a decision about women. In this case, it was about uh, increasing or decreasing punishment for sexual harassment in the workplace. And what they found was that if the governing body was shown as being all male and they decided against women, basically, people overwhelmingly thought that the decision was unfair. But if the government body was 50-50 men and women and they decided against women, then people thought, okay, that's fair. Okay, now that sounds more like yeah. what we're really experiencing. The really interesting thing is that it was mostly men who thought that. Like, men way more than women were likely to think it was just if it was 50-50 men and women, while women were still pretty likely to say, oh, no, that's still a shitty decision, even though there's women on the on the board. And the researchers say they think that's because women care about the topic more. I suspect it's because women are more likely to know that other women can be tools of the patriarchy. <laughs> scabs. True. We call True. them scabs. Scabs. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, okay, you know question. what's great about this not being Facebook? I can say men are scum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you pandering right now? Because I, I, I normally deduct points for that. Do, no, do, I'm not, but the, I am the only man on the... Show do, the yeah, you are. Uh, do people they'll, they'll get take banned you off from Quizzatron? From Quizzatron? Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, are you suggesting that we should ban Keith? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just asking the question. Right. But not for I'm, saying I'm men are scum. I'm just asking questions, Rebecca. Right. You know. We I just consider banning men in general. Uh, yeah, but wait till it's 50-50, and then you do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it'll wait, seem fair. We need yeah. it to seem fair. <laughs> Actually, that's a really good point. I would love to see them do this study with the opposite thing, where it's right. a panel of all women having a negative decision about men and to see if people think it's unfair. I don't know. I'm going to write them a letter. Okay, <laughs> question number two. In the past six years, researchers have found that 259 young adults have died while doing what activity? Kate. Boofing. <laughs> 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 Not what I'm looking for, but it's topical, so you get points. Repeat the question. That is, of course, a drinking game, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Define what it means. You've, you've, you've heard of quarters? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it's like asshole. Janet. Devil's triangle. <laughs> you know what? I'm taking away points for you just oh trying to. God. You're just, yeah. you're just, you're just riding that train. Sorry. Yeah. Janet's getting brutalized. <laughs> Uh, in the past six years, researchers have found 259 young people have died from what activity? Keep. 
Sexting while skateboarding. <laughs> I'm going to say no. But I was close. Like, I was close. Seems like a really specific. No, I was just thinking like this is something Keith's done and is worried about. <laughs> I feel like you just told on yourself. But he's a not bit. young. Oh, good point. Good point. When wow. They said, oh, yeah, that wow. She wants her points back. <laughs> Ariel. Uh, swallowing their vape pens. <laughs> That's what these youngins do, right? You know what? You got to laugh, so I'm going to give you points, but no. <laughs> no. Uh, Robin, you're the last one to have a, not uh, rung in. You got any idea? Something Tide Pods. <laughs> Buzzing. Eating Tide Pods. <laughs> I'm going to give you points just to encourage you. <laughs> Because I feel the first like pity points like, you've ever given. I know I, it's the first time I've given pity points. I wasn't sure like, it was funny enough. I would give you a hug, but yeah. it's, you're too far away. No. Um, no, I'm so sorry. The correct answer is taking selfies. Two hundred and fifty-nine. Hey, young you were close. To, yeah, that's why I paused the uh, texting while skateboarding was yeah. as close. I, as I thought it was got. sexting while. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. You're right. Sexting. <laughs> it's very specific. <laughs> <laughs> you tagged yeah. it up too much, Keith. An important distinction. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, this was an international study. They found that most of the incidents were in India, followed by Russia, the U.S., and Pakistan in that order. Oh, my God. It's so great to not be number one at a bad thing. For Finally. Once. That's awesome. Finally. U.S.A. 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 And most of the dead were men, which, you know. Okay, you're all gonna go you're, home you're to find out your band out, on right? Facebook. I'm gonna give the audience, I'm gonna give the audience points for wooing with. <laughs> Does the audience have like two men in it? <laughs> yeah, this is great. Like all right, here we go. Question number three. Several astronomers are now arguing that not only should Pluto be made a planet again, but we should also make what other oh. heavenly body a planet, Janet? The Goblin. <laughs> No, I'm so sorry. But but there was. There was a story in the news about a dwarf planet called the Goblin. Yeah, and that might come up in a future question. Uh, <laughs> I'm ahead of my time. <laughs> it's not what I'm looking for right now. <laughs> Keith. Is it one of Jupiter's moons? No, it's okay. not. Ariel. Ceres? No. So sorry. Kate. Siri? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just ripping it. Dominant made no sense, but I'm giving you points. Wait, Pluto is a what? A planet? So <laughs> I I I I am uh, really bad at science. <laughs> uh, just to catch you up, Robin, Pluto was a planet, and, and, and they decided and, it was not a planet. It was not a planet. Yeah, right. And uh, do I get points for this? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you got your pity points already. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Does anybody in the audience have to know? Oh wait, Ariel. Planet uh, Planet Nine. No, you're just you're just digging your hole deeper, well, baby. Well, I mean, those astronomers are arguing for that, so technically you're not going to argue me into I'm giving totally you points. Right. I'm totally yeah, right. No. But real quick, is Planet Nine the little one that's passed, or is it the big giant? It's the one that doesn't the exist. You know what? Maybe we're going to talk about that exist. in a future question. <laughs> <laughs> so shut up. We we just mad. 
So, so there's, uh, there are these astronomers that are constantly trying to convince, uh, the astronomical union to reinstitute Pluto as a planet. It's like their big thing. So their most recent thing is like, Pluto should be a planet and also the moon. <laughs> The Earth's moon, oh, I think, yeah. should also that's, be considered oh, a planet. Stupider than I am. Really? Oh, yeah. That's no, it's dumb. extremely stupid. That's only like blatant nepotism. No, none of the other okay. That's, our moon yeah. specifically. Yeah, you really you you dug deep on finding. The... No, that was like that was a mainstream news article. Was, okay. Look, do you not follow Mike Brown? I guess I have. I stopped because of stuff like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> That should be worth Wow. Play. Somebody tag Mike Brown after you listen to this <laughs> no. podcast. Is there really a He's thing called the Astronomical Union? Yeah, I think that's it's the International Astronomical Union. Uh, yep. Yeah, they're the, they're the ones that had school children really, really mad in, like, was it the summer of 2006? Yeah. By changing? Yes. Yeah. We just learned this. Because there, there was a song that my kid had learned <laughs> in Montessori, Nine Planets Find Planets in Our Solar System. Oh, nine planets, five planets. Go ahead and list them. Eight planets, great planets. It's not that hard to fix. (laughs) (laughs) Points. To listeners at home, Keith did just get points for that. And he stole them from Janet. I was about to give Janet the points. I was going to tell her if she... If she actually sang the song, she would have got those points. Okay, now I'm ready to intimidate you. Battle. Are off. Too late. Here we go. Question number four. New research suggests that kids are less likely to have sex as teenagers if their parents do what? Janet. Walk around the house naked. <laughs> true. You know, the fact that you said that with a little whiskey burp in you, <laughs> yeah. that, that got you points. Well done. Well done. But no, that's not what I'm looking for. Uh, Keith. No one's looking for Let them. Have sex? Yeah. No. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, Robin. If they're Vietnamese. <laughs> I feel like he confessed really something fun. really deep there, and yeah. I'm going to give points for it. Uh, but unfortunately, not what I'm looking for. Teenagers are less likely to have sex if their parents do what? Ariel. Give them forms of birth control. Uh, no. Good, good guess. This is why I love you. And this is why you always lose. Because you always, you're always <laughs> so I'm genuine. Close. Yeah, you're, you're 100% genuine and you're so close. And then. Damn you and your sincerity. Yeah, yeah. we don't which, reward which, sincerity. Which Robin yeah. knows how to spell. One of these games will have like a sincerity round. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, gonna... I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. No, I'm so sorry. The correct answer is, uh, talk to them about sex. The, uh, more you talk to kids about sex, the less chance they'll have it, probably because they're so disgusted uh, with their parents talking about it. This is not so different from their parents walking around the house naked. No, you got the points, Janet. Calm down, all right? <laughs> you got the points. She's really, you're really drunk, aren't you? <laughs> I, I am this not. Is not Somebody this is, in it. You're, you're way different in the green room. You were like, <laughs> all right, go ahead. Uh, yes, yeah, someone did a study where they, uh, they actually followed 500 families for 10 years and gauged their level of sexual communication. 
And they found that kids, by and large, uh, underestimated the amount that their parents talked to them about sex or parents vastly overestimated how much they were talking to their kids about sex. But overall, the more they talked, the more safe sex the kids had as teenagers. So talk to your kids about sex. It'll gross them out. Uh, question number five. A man ended up having red-tinted vision after he overdosed on what? This is a recent case study. He had red-tinted vision after he overdosed on what? And it might be related to the last question, Ariel. Buying rose-colored glasses. <laughs> he overdosed on buying rose-colored glasses. Rose-tinted glasses. Yeah. I love that you're trying. I'm trying. So I'm going to give you points because oh, you're trying you. really hard. I, I, that's yeah, not... I need them. Because I'm, I'm just bringing this podcast down at this no, point. No, no, no. We love you. We love you. Keith. Sex. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you tried too, but it was less endearing. You said related to the last question. I did. That was your clue. Your clothes? He overdosed on talking about sex? Think about it, Keith. What I medicine? am. This is me thinking. Janet. Viagra. Absolutely ah. correct, Janet. Well done. Oh, my God. Hey, Janet. <laughs> That's a thing. Oh, my God. Yes, it's a thing. There's an ingredient in Viagra that uh, has a side effect. It's called uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh citrate. Uh, and it's known to screw up your retina's ability to detect color. And they have found that <laughs> even taking... <laughs> is that a screw? No, it's just most white people can't see color. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's go a brilliant on, joke, on. you motherfucker. There you go. There you go. I got it, one. It was pandering, but I'm giving it to you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it can screw up your ability to see color and, uh, even taking it at the recommended doses. This guy basically got his Viagra on the internet and then took like a shitload of it and has maybe permanent red tinted oh, vision from God. it. So. Yeah, oh, fuck him. <laughs> he would love that. <laughs> he's ready. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's got he's some points. Ready Rebecca. and able. All right. Question number six. What huge breakthrough did scientists just announce that they found out about dogs? Ariel. That they're boring. <laughs> no. Absolutely correct. I, yes. I am genuine, everyone. I'm genuine. No. It's, it wasn't personal opinion. <laughs> well, you really, this is, again, this is why we love you, Ariel, because you want to win so badly that you'll turn the entire audience against you. <laughs> to by be saying, accurate. Yeah. No, no, you guys, before you get boring. mad at her, at least she didn't say they're not good boys. That's you, true. You acknowledge they're good boys, right? God, that gasp of the audience is going like, they're all tonight. good dogs, Brent. Uh, except for Robin, who gave you a standing ovation. Yeah. 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 They like they like dogs more than people. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like dogs more than? Have you met right. a person? Any non-white have you met a person? Dog? <laughs> I mean, this is a white people thing. It is a white person thing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm gonna keep saying white people thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ariel, did you actually read about this or see the headlines? I saw the headlines. I probably skimmed just the first paragraph, so please update me. <laughs> okay, it was enough to get you those sweet, sweet points. Yes. Uh, yes so. The, the headline I saw was, your dog is unremarkable. And my first thought was, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> uh, but 
the research itself was a meta-analysis looking at hundreds of previous studies on animal intelligence. Uh, there have been so many on dogs because humans <laughs> are obsessed with dogs. Uh, and the researchers pointed out simply that dogs are kind of dumb compared to every other animal that we have studied, like including like cats, wolves, crows, uh, dolphins, just name an animal. Like it's probably smarter than a dog. Cuttlefish? Cuttle, yeah, cuttlefish yeah. are mega smart. Yeah. yeah, that's why I won't eat them. They're I love too those smart. guys. While the audience is leaving, ladies and gentlemen, they're they're actually walking. Out, they're actually walking out right now. <laughs> uh, no, we have mostly a cuttlefish uh, aficionado audience, so it's fine. <laughs> cuttlefishionado is what I wanted to cuttlefishionado. say. Cuttlefishionado. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah, so uh, they're unremarkable in terms of intelligence. Uh, and these particular researchers came to the conclusion that they're maybe overstudied when it comes to animal intelligence. Scientists who are studying dog intelligence say, nah, uh That's basically the response. They are a good boy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, other research uh, not included in this does show that they are all good boys, good. whether they're boys or girls. Right. Yeah. They're all a good boy. Weird. They're all a good boy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last question this round. Oh, shit. Question number seven. Researchers at the University of Bath have found that people who set up businesses that quickly fail are most likely to share what personality traits? <laughs> people who set up businesses that fail. Say. Go on. Go on. <laughs> Keith. Optimism. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Oh, shit. Did you know that? No, I just was optimistic <laughs> about my chances. It's true. And then I succeeded, so I was an exception. You should yeah. start a business. <laughs> I have started many. <laughs> wow. So this is coming from experience. Quizzatron's kind of one of them. Hey, hey. <laughs> I was involved. I was involved. We're, we're no, I'm more objecting to the fact that we're a failure. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can take credit for it because we're mostly a I failure. I object to that too, Rebecca. <laughs> I'll take credit when we're a huge success. Okay. <laughs> we're on Comedy Central. Uh, yes, optimism. Uh, they basically tracked a bunch of employees as they moved from being employed in a full-time job into starting up their own company. And they found that the people who scored highest on tests to figure out if they were optimists, realists, or pessimists, the optimists did terribly <laughs> and were most likely to uh, completely fail. How did the pessimists do? Uh, the pessimists did better. <laughs> Uh, like most businesses fail, so but it was a statistically significant difference between the optimists and the pessimists. Did they do better or worse than the realists? That I do not know. I don't know offhand. I don't think they did as well. Probably not. You think the pessimists would do yeah, worse than the realists? How do, how do you tell that. ahead of time who the realists are? Yeah, I don't know. Well, they're they're in the middle of the the spectrum, so they give them tests. Seems like it might be situational though. Well, I mean, people generally do have certain outlooks, and so they basically gave everyone these surveys to determine that outlook and then tracked them. Well, they, they know they're optimistic if they really like dogs. <laughs> dogs are very optimistic. Yeah. It just seems to me that nowadays a realist would have to also be a pessimist. I mean, we are in a dystopia, so that's and not fair. A, not a cool one like the ones you see on the movie. <laughs> can you name yeah. name the coolest dystopia you can think I of? Mean, 
<laughs> Futurama. I'm thinking Futurama. Yeah, Futurama. Yeah. I would have thought right. I would have gone with Blade Runner. I think Blade Runner is yeah. a pretty cool dystopia. It's it's okay. You get those see-through trench coats. You yeah. get the origami. The top, top design aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. Dystopia. Yeah, I don't know if I had to pick one. That's I did a study and I determined that narcissistic assholes do the best at business. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that might be right. All the time. They do the best at everything. Yeah, that study I was called America. Well, not just that, but I mean, so this is beyond uh, the research I've done for this <laughs> for tonight. But there is uh, evidence to suggest that psychopaths tend to do better in business. That was going to be my answer. Yeah. And I'm yeah. glad I didn't ring in. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the points to you. Yeah. Well, uh, or none of them. Uh, let's <laughs> let's see where we are actually at the end of round one. It looks like Kate Gary's in the lead with 500 points. How the hell am I in last? <laughs> Yes, somehow Keith Old Jensen is, uh, this is baffling. I'm not sure how this Even happened. the audience is beating me. The audience has 100. Uh-huh. Uh, Janet is in second with 300. Uh, tied with Robin uh, for 300. Well done. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm surprised uh, by that. Yeah, yeah audience yeah, is you. in third with 100. Well done, guys. Ariel, you're, it's not the worst you've done. I'm neutral. You're neutral. You're, you're at a solid zero. It's the natural state of the universe. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. And, and Keith, you know, the same. <laughs> you're going to catch a tailwind and you're going to beat us all, right? Is what I was told. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. Hang on to that sure. optimism, Keith. <laughs> I, I hope my bookie believing. isn't listening right now. I put a lot of money on me to win. <laughs> Before we start round two, does anyone need drinks? No? We're good? All right. Uh, I, I, I do. <laughs> well, Sorry, if you're I, going anyway, I'd I love maybe. another soda water and lime. Yeah, see, you just needed someone to break the ice, so to speak. You don't want to make so. someone take a separate trip just for soda water. I'll That's take another beer. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Someone in the audience raised her hand. Is she gonna oh, I'm sorry. Did you? <laughs> oh, and it's a photographer yeah, too. Our, our official photographer. I should at least buy you a drink. <laughs> You're not gonna Oprah this. You get a drink, and you get a drink. No, as as we've gone over in previous shows, we're unable to offer the audience shots anymore. But Damn, oh, but you know what I can do? I did bring. Um, I have copies of New Scientist. <laughs> So that's, can you just totally pass this same. back? You can't uh, ferment so that. I know it's not a shot, but, you know, it's a pretty recent <laughs> issue and, uh, maybe you'll enjoy you it. You know, it's good. I, I don't care if I lose your points for this, Rebecca. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just angry because, because you didn't get an issue of new uh, Here No, you I most certainly am <laughs> not. This one's the you delusion. That's appropriate for It you. even has the address yeah. labels torn off so your stalkers can't find you. Yeah. Yeah, I tore the address label. What am I, an insane person? <laughs> like, yeah, and you lost, you lost points for that. Yeah. Yeah. You lost another hundred points. I don't think of it as losing them. <laughs> I cast them aside. <laughs> All right. I'm, Ra- and yet still I'm optimistic. Round number three. The, the, the category is spoopy things that spoopy. are not real. That are not real. Not real. Because the next category is... Don't ruin it. Okay. <laughs> I just read Twitter. Oh, yeah, I did tweet it. But don't ruin it. Okay. Come on. Question number one. What Halloween mainstay got its start in Haitian slave folklore? 
Keith. Voodoo. No. So sorry. What Halloween oh, mainstay I... got its start in... <laughs> you can't buzz in again. You already lost the points, you dummy. Uh, but I really know it now. You, you can give me points. Well, yeah. Whisper it to Ariel. <laughs> oh, Go ahead, Ariel. What is it? I have been informed that it is zombies. You are correct, Ariel. Well done. Thank may, you. may I ask a question? Self. You may. <laughs> so the the Haitian zombies, those are the canonical slow ones, not the fast rage zombies. They are slow yeah. zombies. Good. Yeah, yeah. Rage zombies didn't come out until I'm I'm recently. super hoping that when the zombies come, they're slow. Because my knees are you not haven't what been they doing used the cardio. I, well, I hurt my knee this summer doing right. the cardio. And so, yeah, if it's fast zombies. You're I'm, done for. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Max Brooks gives the best taxonomy of a zombie. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, they start off fast because their muscles are in good shape, but they have no pain receptors and quickly damage those muscles and then become the shuffling zombies that we oh. know. I think zombies are already here and they're voting. <laughs> Go vote, everybody. Um, that's pandering. I'm not going to give you points for it. <laughs> but I you're lucky. Your points. I didn't take away points, so that's a warning. Thank you, Rebecca. It's a pandering warning. <laughs> I'm a kind dictator. <laughs> Question number two. In 2006, archaeologists unearthed a 16th century skull in Venice that had a brick in the mouth. Why was he buried with a brick in his mouth? Kate. Uh, they didn't know the safe word. <laughs> giving you giving you those points not what i'm looking for but nice <laughs> anyone else a brick in his mouth <laughs> sounds Why? so dirty yeah yeah he kind of does anybody in the audience know no it's because they thought he was a vampire uh, and that was a way to make sure that he couldn't rise up to bite anyone. Nice. <laughs> yeah, can't even lift his head up, let alone. So it's sort of like corking a gator. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I wait, guess. what's the name of this category? Uh, spoopy things spoopy that are things not that real. Aren't real. Okay, but but this really happened. I knew you were gonna like. I was I'm curious sure I, about this too. I, I'm I was, not the only one. I, yeah, I, I was wrote I the question, and as I wrote, I'm like, I know Keith is gonna bitch about this. No, I'm not saying. It. I'm not saying vampirism is real. Yeah, no, but, but the skull but this really is, happened. Yeah, it, that's yes, all. That part did. Really I'm not happen. arguing. I just true, true, true answer. Did you say yeah. vampirism? Yeah, is that a did. word? Yes, it is. It is a real world. Yeah, can you spell it? <laughs> you want me to give you a point for saying vampirism? It impressed Robin. <laughs> Damn it. Do we have time for a vampire sidebar? Is this about a friend you knew in high school? You no, might it's lose not. Points. It's, it's, it's the best scientific explanation I've seen for why vampires who have sex with humans can't get them pregnant. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm in. It's, it is not because their sperm are dead. Oh, I've heard It that. is because they cannot come inside, come inside without permission. Without permission. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I, don't know what's gonna I already I already did it for you. She you, got the points. You got the points. Well done, Janet. Well done. <laughs> there was an epic slow clap in the audience. Yeah. Right. Which I appreciate. Yeah. Question number three. Why do we think of ghosts as wearing white bed sheets? When we picture a ghost, Janet, Charlie Brown. <laughs> I mean, I you mean, yeah, but no, but no, no, uh, Kate, because they're racist. 
You made a very small portion of the audience laugh very hard, so I'm going to give you those points. Uh, Not what I'm looking for, though. Uh, Keith. My eight-year-old wrote a funny joke about ghosts. Can't wait. All right. All right. It better be good, or she's about to lose you some points. No, no, no. This is real. She told me I have to pay her a dollar every time I tell it, so I'm going to give her a dollar for this. Why do ghosts wear bras? To cover up their boobies. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Got my points. <laughs> Worth the dollar. All right. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Uh, the reason why they wear sheets in pop culture is uh, because it's their burial shroud. Uh, people like doing stage shows, they used to have ghosts just show up in street clothes, but then it became a bit of an issue distinguishing who on stage is dead and who is alive. So the, uh, like at a Rolling Stones show. (laughs) (laughs) Really pushing your luck here, Keith, but all right. I'll give you, I'll give you the points. I think you're no longer Uh, losing. So, yeah, they, they started using the burial shroud as a way to distinguish dead versus alive, and now it's in our pop culture as, yeah, ghosts wear bedsheets. Yeah, that's what big bedsheets would like you to believe. <laughs> yeah, it's all a bed, bath, and beyond hoax. <laughs> Which is this time of year could be blood, bath, and beyond. Yay! Wow. No. I, yeah. <laughs> I could never. No, no, oh, yeah, sorry, Jan. It was a good try, though. Question number boobies. four. <laughs> Did you say boo or boobies? Question number four. What enormous creature was said to have terrorized the town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia for over a year in the 1960s? Janet. Uh, it was Mike Huckabee. <laughs> All right. All right. There you go. True story. Take, take your filthy points. <laughs> Any other guesses? <laughs> Keith. Jersey Devil. In, I, okay, can we go over this, Keith? No, I know, but I don't. I, that's, Why I'm would, thinking that in my head. Jersey Devil be doing in West Virginia? No, I know. He likes to be travel. He West Virginia Devil. He likes to travel. Uh, no, no. He'd be the West Virginia Devil at that point. I know, but there was a big migration west. <laughs> no. First of all, West Virginia is south of New Jersey. Whatever. <laughs> Did you know Antarctica is also <laughs> south? Oh, my God. Uh, Find that tonight. No. Any other? Or does anyone in the audience happen to know? It is the Mothman. Well done, audience. Give yourselves a round of applause. Here, here. Come, come get your, come get your new scientist. The rooftop address labels are really. Yeah, there hilarious. you go. Go pass that audience member your very own new scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can read that in your lift home. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, the Mothman. Uh, he was a big mothy type of creature who, uh, you can learn more about in the brilliant 1990s film starring Richard Gere, uh, which the best line is <laughs> in the previews. Richard Gere, uh, is like the Mothman or somebody is calling him to warn him about an attack and Richard Gere doesn't believe his psychic powers. And so Richard Gere says, oh, what's in my hand? And the Mothman goes, Chapstick. Uh-huh. And he was holding chapstick. 
That's in the previews. <laughs> I wonder how much Chopstick paid for that. Big bucks. <laughs> Serious Big problem. bucks. I don't know. I love it. It's my favorite movie. Uh, all right. Last question in this round. Store brand lip balm. <laughs> <laughs> An Ohio woman claims to have found photographic evidence of what paranormal creature by using Google Earth? This was very recent, so be specific. Jersey Devil. <laughs> I wish I could, I wish I could detract twice as much <laughs> from you. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's uh, anyone else? What mythical creature did a, a woman from Ohio find on Google Earth? Okay. Is it white Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be the answer to one of these. That's a good callback. That was a good callback, so I'm giving it to you. <laughs> Robin. It was an interesting dog. <laughs> Get her out of here. Uh, I feel dirty giving you those points. I feel like my dog's going to judge me when I get home. No, I'm so sorry. The answer was the Loch Ness Monster, of course. Uh, spoiler alert, it was some waves. Yeah. Uh, uh, excuse me, but um, that's not in Ohio. She used Google Earth, you dipshit. <laughs> You can do that from anywhere, all right? Oh, but the Jersey Devil can't travel over a few states. No, because then he would be the West Virginia Devil. No, he wouldn't. He would be the Jersey Devil in West Virginia. I'm going to punch the shit out of you right now. Yay! <laughs> Let's look at the scores. Uh, Kate Garris in first place with 800 points. I'd like to thank White Jesus. <laughs> Still tied for second, Janet and Robin. Still in third place, the audience. Ariel, you're in the positive with 100 points. Ones and zeros. Keith is negative 500. I have a new goal. (laughs) He's just, he's setting us up for an amazing comeback. Yeah, sure, that's what he's doing. I'm a Quizzatron shark. Anyone want to place any bets? (laughs) Round number four. The category What'd you say? Is, wait, wait, wait. He's been here before. No. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Does the audience yeah, get a point for that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good, good burns on Keith always get points. <laughs> Round number four, the category is spoopy things that are real. Yeah, spoopy things Damn. that are real. Question number one. What chili pepper is rated at more than a million Scoville units and is used in hand grenades by the Indian Army? Ariel. Ghost. Pepper. Yes, absolutely <laughs> correct. I wasn't sure what the second word was going to be. It could have been any ghost poppy. <laughs> no. Yes, the ghost pepper. It's poopy because ghost is in the name. Yeah. Look, I was at the end of my rope here. Question number two. Astronomers have just announced the discovery of something they've nick- Goblin! (laughs) The look on Janet's face when Ariel got in before her. I'm so sorry, that's not the answer. (laughs) I'll now finish the question. (laughs) Astronomers have just announced the discovery of something they've called the goblin. (laughs) What is it? 
Janet. It's a dwarf planet. Absolutely. <laughs> This is always how Quizatron works out for me. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> it was very sincere, though. It was yeah, so sincere. sincere. <laughs> yeah, it's a dwarf planet in the outer solar system uh, known as 2015 TG387. Janet, do you know why they call it the Goblin? You know so much about it. You were so excited. <laughs> I think because it's October. That is one reason. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's because it was TG numbers. They decided that the TG should stand for the goblin because it happened to be October when it was being named. So, uh, and, and it's, it, and it's fighting Spider-Man, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's green and on a hovercraft of some sort. So yeah. And because this is our Halloween episode, everybody check out the goblins soundtrack to Suspiria. It's fantastic. I'm done. <laughs> Wow. Is that somebody you know from high school? <laughs> no, it's just really good. Okay. Right. The original Suspiria, one of the best horror films ever made. It was on my list today on Twitter. It was on your list. I did see that, actually. Okay. Yeah. We did a list of top five Halloween horror movies. Doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Question number three. Uh, what is a ghost forest? What's a ghost forest, scientifically speaking? <laughs> wow. It sounds like that. A wow. Ghost a ghost forest. It is a thing. What? It came up when I Googled ghost. ghost <laughs> Thanks, Rebecca. <laughs> it's true. That's how I learned about it. And then I've learned it's an actual thing. No one knows. No one even wants to take a guess at what a ghost forest is. Oh, Keith. I'm going to guess it's a forest, <laughs> but with ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did make Robin laugh a lot on that one. <laughs> but no. See, right? oh. this is this is why I didn't buzz in because I was pretty sure that's what's what's gonna yeah. happen. No, uh, this is like you know, in the standard horror movie trope, you buzz in and Rebecca takes your points. Yeah, no, that's standard horror movie fare. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm so sorry. A ghost forest is a forest that has been, uh, consumed by rising sea levels and the salt in the water kills the forest. How the fuck are we going to know that? that yeah. was- <laughs> well, maybe you Googled ghosts before this show <laughs> right, and it turned up and you're like, that's interesting. I'll tuck that one away. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I didn't mean to yell at you. It's I'm sorry. Spoopy, though, it's, right? It's, it's Did you read spoopy. this on the Daily Mail? It might have been on the Daily Mail. <laughs> no, it was... I don't remember where. Look, next question. Alex Move Jones. on. I don't. I don't like this interrogation of. I'm the one asking the questions here. <laughs> question number four: Do vampire bats suck blood? <laughs> Janet. Yes. So sorry. Keith. No. Correct. <laughs> For the record, I knew that prior. <laughs> Did you? Did you? Of course. I was very, very disappointed when I learned that. Why are they called vampire bats, then? Oh, well, that's a good question, because uh, they look scary as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All bats look scary as fuck, Keith. These, I'm going to need you to be more specific. These ones in particular, they eat a red fruit and get this red shit all over their face. And, and oh, no, it's not fruit. It's pollen, isn't it? They're big pollinators. And I'll keep guessing as long as you can let me. <laughs> Do they carry bricks in their mouths? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Ariel. All right, me trying to be genuine again. 
I believe that a lot of insects bite horses and those bats come and they kind of suck the blood from those they horses. They essentially like lick the blood. Absolutely correct, Ariel. Uh, yeah. so, Although the licking say, sucking distinction is yeah, yeah. really important. Here. I, <laughs> this is the thing that well, I really enjoyed about them. this is that, yeah, <laughs> I first read this. I was like, Oh, vampire bats don't actually suck blood. Someone's given them a terrible reputation. Let me look into this. They don't suck it. They bite and then let the blood pool out and then lap it up <laughs> like kittens. <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> like they're still disgusting blood eaters, but they don't technically suck it. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm glad they're back to being scary. Yeah. They're That's still great. super yeah. scary. Cool. So. Yeah. Uh, also, I did want to give Kate an extra point because you said something funny. So there you go. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but it made me laugh. Uh, it was like hours ago. So okay. Whoa. <laughs> Question number five: What is the bloop? Are you finished? Yep, that's the question. What's the bloop? Keith. The sound my buzzer just failed to make. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why the <laughs> things aren't making sounds anymore. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, no. <laughs> Nobody knows what the bloop is. I know what the blep is. I'm actually, what's the blep? Really? Blep, like a blep. You don't, you can't just, <laughs> Ariel, you can't just say like a blep and expect <laughs> that, that we'll all it's know. It's not like the blips. It's the blips like, are the cool. Oh, no, we'll get to the blips. Let's start with the blips. Okay. Yay, Futurama reference. A, a blip <laughs> is when, uh, it's when, you know, cats or dogs, they like have their, their tongues are stuck. Oh, out, that's like. true. That is a blip. I'm going to give yeah. you points for what's that. What's a blip? Okay, is now, really Janet, what's a yeah. blips? Well, the, there's, there's the competing gangs, right? The blips and the cruds. On Futurama. Well, Red also, also a joke? it was a Keanu joke, actually. For, okay. For Key and uh, Peel fans. Yeah, Take I'm points gonna, away from her, please. <laughs> you're gonna, immediately. you're gonna, I was about to take, very I was serious. About to take points away from you, but Robin buzzed in. Robin. Are we gonna get points for just saying things that rhyme with bloop? I mean, none of those rhymed with bloop. <laughs> oh, okay. Just, this sound just, like. <laughs> but if you wanna rhyme something with bloop and make it clever, maybe. No, I was just gonna say boop is a, is a sound. <laughs> It is a sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't believe none of you know what the bloop is. Does anyone in the audience know what the bloop is? It's a G spot. <laughs> it goes from that. No, I'm so sorry. Uh, no. Okay, so the bloop was an unidentified sound that was picked up uh, back in 1997 by NOAA, the National Oceanographic uh, and Atmospheric Administration. And it was a low, ultra low frequency, extremely powerful underwater sound uh, that I meant to have queued up so I could play for the home audience. I'll play it for the podcast audience now. Sorry, current audience. Um, but it was super creepy because it, it, no one could figure out where it came from. It didn't come from any known living animals. So a lot of conspiracy theories popped up around what it could be, like a whale or a squid, and nothing could be worked out about it. Uh, however, back in the 2000s, I don't remember exactly when, um, there's a current theory now that it was actually, it came from an enormous... Uh, cryosism, I think that's how, 
what it is. It's basically an ice quake, uh, a, an iceberg that's breaking up and, uh, somewhere near Antarctica that made this incredible, never before heard sound. Yeah, breakups are always bad, painful. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure the ice maker in our fridge makes a bloop every now and then. Yeah, yeah, that's probably this is a similar sort of thing. Okay, that's all. That was a, Look it up. A it was a long it, walk for a drink of water. Look, it was <laughs> it was scary back in the day before Be they figured out it was a nice quake. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Question number six. In criminal justice, what's the McDonald triad? Robin. Oh, someone already made a devil's triangle joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right, it makes sense there, so I'm giving it to you. <laughs> well done. This <laughs> when you're fucking with Big Macs. Can you repeat the question? Yeah. When it's you, Grimace, and, uh, <laughs> and that little McNugget, <laughs> the hamburger. <laughs> oh, that's fucked. Uh, <laughs> no, not what I'm looking for. <laughs> Does anyone know what the McDonald triad is? Or is it triad or triad? I don't Triad? Okay. It's, it's your show. I think it could be whichever of those I said you triad it to be. first, yeah. and now it's triad. Sorry. Uh, no one knows. Uh, <laughs> You saying I should lose points? Fuck you. Oh, Does the audience have to lose points? Yeah, on I think show? the audience, for the first time ever, the audience lost points. Yeah. And they're not taking it well. <laughs> it's all out mayhem. The McDonald triad are the three traits that some psychologists think uh, might be able to predict a serial killer uh, if a person has any two of those three traits. The next question. <laughs> what do- wait, wait, come here. Get over here now, quick. No, what are those three traits with no help from the audience? Wait, did, you can't say that after. Keith has busted in first. Name okay, the, three the traits. Uh, tortured small animals. Massive consumption of dairy. <laughs> you- and <laughs> I said no help from the audience. <laughs> so you're losing points and I'm giving the audience back their points. Did I not get any of them? You did get one of them. The torturing the animals. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Janet. Torturing animals. Killing more than one person. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah, really one, liking cornflakes. And, and displeasing Rebecca Watson. Killing one person and being mean to me is like one thing, but <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. Not what I'm looking for. Any any other guesses what the triad is? Otherwise, it's going to the audience, and I, they seem very confident. I, I'm more confident. It seems like it might awesome. be a serial killing crowd yeah, I tonight. Feel like, all right, let's turn to yeah, the serial killer I'm not terrified in the audience. Of her. All right, what's what is it? That is, oh, not Keith. Sorry, sorry. Arson? Sorry, Keith just lost more points. Uh, the audience, one hundred percent right. Yes. So will the will yes. the microphones pick that so up? So it was uh, killing killing animals is one, or torturing animals, or in general just being horrible to them. Uh, arson and bedwetting are the three. Bedwetting past the age of five. But but isn't it possible that? Serial killers more than the rest of us realize that animals are not that special. Oh, 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 that is that's really dark. Yeah, that might have, yeah, that's, oh, that's a callback. Yeah, you're Quite. not, you're not, 
You're not wetting the bed, are you? Yeah. I've got one of those traits, but I'm not telling which. (laughs) Of course, uh, it is complicated, by the way, and those, like, not all, most psychologists don't agree that those things correctly produce. Hashtag not all serial killers. Wait, why is that its name? That has nothing to do with hamburgers. MacDonald is the name of the psychologist who identified oh. those three traits. Oh, tricky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's my fault. Yeah, it is. I'm sitting it here is. going, McRib, yeah. McDLT, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's hot not side hot, cold meal. side cold. Twinkie defense, junk food. Of course, uh, that triad is not to be confused with the uh, dark triad, uh, which... Uh, is a different thing. It's the three malevolent personality traits uh, of narcissism, Machiavellianism, and psychopathy. And so speaking of that, <laughs> a recent study suggests that you're more likely to have those dark triad personality traits if you dream of what? Robin. Becoming U.S. president. <laughs> 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 Going to give you the points there. Uh, not what I'm looking for, but definitely points worthy. Uh, any other guesses? What do you dream? What do those bastards dream about? <laughs> what do you dream of, Keith? <laughs> you. you. Why don't you just buzz in and say what you dream of? <laughs> yeah, I think like every morning I wake so, up and tell my wife and kid, oh, I had the greatest dream. And then I'm sitting here with a microphone in my hand like, oh, I can't think of one. I, I know I've dreamt. Yeah, I'm literally asking <laughs> you to bore us with your right, dreams. Right, right. You're and begging you and I just can't uh, do it. Yeah, I have no dreams. Uh, the correct answer is aggressive and sexual dreams. Uh, in regression analyses, they said, we found the frequency of aggressive dreams was predicted by Machiavellian. Machiavellianism and psychopathy and sexual dreams were predicted by psychopathy, psychopathy, and narcissism. And if you have both, you're basically fucked. You're the worst person on the planet. So, yeah. If you have, like, a violent sexual dream, uh, you're a terrible person. Okay. (laughs) One time I had a dream that Marilyn Monroe was alive and still her age in the pictures and wanted to have sex with me. But I had to, in the dream, I had to call my wife and ask permission. (laughs) And so I called, and Marilyn Monroe's like, come on. And I'm like, just a minute. (laughs) And she wouldn't answer the phone. I texted, I Facebook, and I woke up so mad at her. I was like, answer your fucking phone. I feel like we've learned so much about kids. <laughs> too much. Too Maybe much. too much. Maybe too So much more than At we... least I'm not a Machiavellian psychothopic thing. No, you're something so much worse. <laughs> so much sadder. Okay, last question in this round. I thought it was sweet that uh, I was getting well, permission. Yeah, that's good for you. Uh, last question. What common over-the-counter medicine can be used to reduce existential dread? Keith. Robitussin. And I don't care if that's the answer you're looking for. It's true. <laughs> Genuine. Genuine. Wow. Oh, all right. We got some Robotrippin' fans there. So you never you roboed? Oh, my God. It's your life's about to change. It's not what I'm looking for, but, uh, yeah, you get points for that because it is enjoyable. Yeah. It's, yeah it's we've nice. all... Can you repeat it? Uh, yeah. What common over-the-counter medicine can be used to reduce existential dread? <laughs> yeah, I want this. And this is 100% true, Ariel. Uh, Dramamine. Incorrect. I mean, it, it, it was a good, sincere guess. Yeah, I mean, you Robin. go to sleep. 
Is it Benadryl? Incorrect. <laughs> Janet. Ibuprofen? Absolutely correct. <laughs> well done. That's a lot. Does anyone have any ibuprofen? <laughs> Seriously. Serious question. Uh, yeah. Uh, Is this where we should stop and thank our sponsor, Motrin? Yeah. They, <laughs> it's actually, uh, I'm giving that one to you. However, uh, most of the studies have been done on Tylenol, which I believe is technically a totally set of different drug. Yeah. yeah. However, uh, there is some data to suggest that that applies to other. Uh, and so NC- Yeah. So that's why I'm giving it to you. It was close enough. The audience is so angry, though, because they knew it. <laughs> They, they've all got roid rage. Yeah. That's what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. Sounds Just like they need Tylenol, some Tylenol. Uh, but yeah, it's true. Uh, there have been several studies on this that have uh, had subjects take Tylenol and found that they experienced less existential dread after like making them think about what's going to happen to them after they die. Uh, they're actually like pretty chill about it after having a Tylenol. So... <laughs> Yeah, those researchers are monsters. <laughs> no, it's a pretty horrific study, uh, <laughs> but it is good because Tylenol doesn't seem to do much else. Like it, it's kind of a shit drug it, in general. It hurts your liver if yeah. you drink a lot. It mostly just fucks up your liver. But you know, if you have a headache or any other sort of pain, you're better off taking literally any other drug but Tylenol. But if you have existential dread, Tylenol's the one you want. So. I mean, yeah. who doesn't at this point? Who, who doesn't? doesn't? Yeah. If you don't, I'm concerned about your dark triad. <laughs> we might need something stronger than acetaminophen for our existential dread at this point. I mean, you know, we've also got... I'm going to Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, south, I hear. <laughs> it is in the south, yeah. Don't forget to watch The Thing before you go. <laughs> Nowhere near Jersey. All right. Uh, let's check out our scores at the end of that round. Kate Gary uh, pulling out uh, 900 points. Yeah. And Robin has pulled into second place with 600. Well done. <laughs> Janet, not far behind and tied with the audience at 400. Yeah. Ariel, you're 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 Slow moving progress. forward. You're at 200 now. Slow but steady. Yeah. Have you ever heard the story of the tortoise and the hare? Yeah. yeah. Kate's comeback is yeah. going to be legendary tonight. <laughs> and if there was a character in the tortoise and the hare that could only move backwards, it would be Keith at negative 700. You'll get there. Do I get a participation trophy? Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Whoops. You don't even get a falafel, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. This is this is a running gag behind the scenes. She has offered me a falafel like pretty much every show and has never delivered a falafel to me. So, never so you are like Charlie Brown. Yes, and she's Lucy inviting me to kick that falafel. Oh, I was thinking like in terms of the Halloween episode where I'm just giving you a rock. A rock. I should have got a rock. I got a rock. It was Peanut's birthday this week, by the way. Was it? Yeah, like Which two one? days ago. The, the first time published the strip in the paper. Oh, which, which, which I don't know. Bunch of them. Old. Okay. It's yeah. old. I was, uh. You stop counting after a point. Here's my little brag. I was at Comic Con, uh, in June or July or whenever Comic Con was. And I don't wait in line for anything, but they had a, a booth that was Peanuts plus NASA. And, uh, I actually got in line for it and I got the very last t-shirt. From the Peanuts NASA. Nice. Well, the last one of my size. But <laughs> I was very pleased with it. And it was amazing. Okay. Uh, the final round. 
Round five, science, according to the Ignobels. So uh, the Ignobels are, uh, it's an event that happens every year in Boston, well, in Cambridge. Uh, it's basically an award to reward science that's sort of outside of the mainstream, science that makes you laugh and think. And so they particularly find the weirdest shit that they can to award. Okay, so it's not like the Rousies where it's like in no. bad. I mean, it's no. still... Occasionally they will do an award for something that's ostensibly bad. Okay. And, but they make it clear that it's that type of award. The other stuff, uh, like for the most part, they're awarding actual scientists who are doing actual research that is just super weird. And in fact, they usually have those researchers fly out to the event. It's a lot of fun if you happen to be in Cambridge in like September, October when they do it. Highly recommended. So they just came out with their award winners. So I wanted to do a whole round talking about them because they're all amazing. So here we go. Science according to the Ig Nobels. Question number one. The Ig Nobel Prize for Nutrition this year went to a researcher who established that the caloric intake of what diet is better than most others, Janet. So if you're a cannibal, a human cannibal, you have a lower caloric intake than most traditional meat-based diets. That is absolutely correct. Nice. (laughs) Holy shit. Let the record reflect I have been a vegetarian since 1987. But I like to know what the cannibals are up to. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Thank you for keeping an eye on them. Yeah. The name of the paper was Assessing the Caloric Significance of Episodes of Human Cannibalism in the Paleolithic, published by James Cole in the journal Scientific Reports. Spoopy. Yeah. Yeah, it could have gone in another category, (laughs) but, you know. Uh, Yeah, well done, John. Question number two. The prize for biology was awarded to an international team of scientists who showed evidence that wine experts can reliably... Whoa. God damn. I think somebody might have done her research here. (laughs) Janet? They can detect the presence of a bug in a glass of wine. That is absolutely correct. (laughs) Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? (laughs) A little bit ironic. I do think. (laughs) Are we going to have to, like, do a... I feel like we have to put a handicap on you or something. (laughs) Have another drink ticket. Oh, here we go. Uh, Would you like another... Yeah, we do have a runner. Thank you so much. And a couple Tylenols. <laughs> yes, experts ca- could, uh, wine experts could detect the taste of a single fly in a glass of wine. And I sent this to a sommelier friend and she was like, thank you. I've been saying this for years. And I'm like, why would you say that for, that's gross. But they could uh, tell you about the fly. Like, mm, this is, uh, this fly. <laughs> Yeah, Fly with notes recently of- landed on uh, poodle shit. I think it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a mixed breed. All right. I feel like we should move Janet's buzzer to the other side of the table. <laughs> or just make her make, make her reach. For Robin, it. just swat her hand away. <laughs> Question number three. Go ahead. Oh, wow. (laughs) Don't be condescending. Yeah, that was super condescending. Yeah, she's getting cocky now. Comedy is 
was the only I'd like to remind you who's winning. This is the first time I ever thought a fight might break out on this. Vomiting is the only thing that keeps me afloat. Oh, look, her drink is There you go. All right. And say it's that will. All right, Janet, I'm going to need you to take a long drink of that. Question number three. Uh, <laughs> the medicine prize went to Mark Mitchell and David Wardinger for their research attempting to speed up the passing of kidney stones by doing what, Jesus. Janet? Riding roller coasters. Absolutely correct. Did you get all these questions from one article? <laughs> I mean, it was all from the same event. <laughs> so, yes. To be fair, I was ready for Ig Nobel's that had been awarded from the very beginning in 1991. I mean, I'm I'm proud of you. <laughs> me, me, me. I, I might be a tiny bit competitive. It's fine. Just keep drinking that. Uh, there you go. Yeah, keep uh, drinking <laughs> your human blood. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, they basically put patients on roller coasters to see if it would speed up the passage of their kidney stones. Did it? Uh, no. <laughs> it didn't seem to do much. Uh all right, question number four. The medical education prize was awarded to... Whatever, whatever Janet's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Robin went to the future! <laughs> She's assuming that's going to be right. Uh, <laughs> if it's not, if Janet doesn't have the answer, will you take Robin's points away? Janet doesn't get this one. I'm taking them away. This is a very complicated game. <laughs> oh. It was awarded to Akira Horiuchi for performing what medical procedure oh, on himself? Janet. A colonoscopy in the seated position. Absolutely correct. Well done, Robin. <laughs> Robin, do you want to talk about this one at all? No, I don't. <laughs> I think we need a bonus round in a different category. <laughs> drink the whole thing. The wine is gone. Does anybody have any drink tickets they want to donate to? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, one more for all right. There we go. Yep. <laughs> Make it quick. We're, yeah, we're halfway through this round. And fuck wine. Something harder, please. <laughs> Or are you driving? No. Okay. 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 <laughs> Make it a double. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was. Uh, he gave himself a colonoscopy, a cololonoscopy in the seated position. Um, yeah, it wasn't fun. Apparently, I, I don't know. I've had a colonoscopy. That sounds kind of fun. Because they, well, they have the snake and it bends Wait, around but- corners and stuff. They inflate your colon first like a balloon. It feels like it would be like driving a remote control car through a. It sounds fun. I, I would do it. I did work on surgical robots. It is, yeah, it's like a yeah. Okay. I think it'd be no. neat. I mean, but you know, it's in you, <laughs> and you can feel it. Like, yeah, in your like butt. I said, I've had one. Right. So, like, it what was kind of great. chair? What kind of chair do you need to do that, though? That's what I didn't get to in my studying for this. Probably <laughs> one of those birthing chairs that are like a toilet seat. Right? Have you seen this? Like, like what they used to, to abuse Daniel Craig as James Bond in that movie where there was a a bottomless chair that they, yeah. Yeah. Can I just remember? Can can I just point out that I am no longer the only person who researches before coming to Quizatron? You are. You have been out researched. Yeah. Yeah, She did research on the colonoscopy. I was busy. Yeah. Next time, Janet. When you're done, they give you pictures. Ariel, I was procrastinating <laughs> grading. 
Did you have the farts afterwards? I heard the after. Yes. Oh, you don't have the farts. You have the most <laughs> glorious, wonderful farts ever. Because they inflate your entire colon like a balloon. And then that just deflates all the way home. And your wife doesn't even mind because it's clean. They don't smell. And then she buys you Mad Magazine and vegan ice cream. It's great. I'm telling you. If you've been putting off your colonoscopy, just go do it. It's wonderful. And then you can autograph the pictures, wish you were here, and frame them and give them to your friends for Christmas. None of them appreciate it. Now I'm, I feel bad that I didn't get one because I would have... It was before we knew each other. You'll get one. Are you guys Christmas making money off of this? Off of the colonoscopies? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we oh, are, I should have been selling these. We are sponsored by big colonoscopies. Yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, Question number five. Wait, wait, wait. Drink. <laughs> oh, yeah. Could you just pound that, go, quick. Janet, please? I, quick I, I while she's okay. drinking. Uh, the prize for economics was awarded to the researchers that found support for their hypothesis that a worker who is abused by a supervisor may feel a sense of justice by doing what? Using a voodoo doll? Yes. <laughs> just throw the whole game at this point. Just, uh, you know. Would you also have accepted uh, dipping his balls in the office coffee pot? <laughs> It's worth. Points. Are you speaking from Again, experience? Personal here? research. Yeah, I did yeah. a study. I did a very small study. Yeah, there, go ahead and buzz. I believe they call that personal it. communication, right? <laughs> Not yet published, but yeah, uh, yes. So it was a voodoo doll. They gave it to workers. They wanted to see if workers could get retaliation in a healthier way <laughs> than actually doing anything that would harm their supervisor, such as. So, well, it was, dipping you know, their balls in there. Dipping yeah. their balls, in, obviously. Wait, dipping their balls in the. It's important to wait for the coffee to cool. <laughs> that was that was my next That's question. Yeah. Because, like, also, a lot of offices use K cups these days. So, are you doing like an individual? Like, <laughs> could I just see that real quick? <laughs> <laughs> Be right back. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't that ruin the coffee for everyone? Uh, you know what? You gotta break some eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you're right again, Janet. <laughs> Damn it, Janet. Exactly. I mean, she has a point. She has a point. Were we supposed to do a bunch of research before the show? <laughs> like, I fucking, I wasn't being. I hey, don't worry that. about Robin. Just be funny. Isn't that what I told you? Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, just be I'm, funny. I'm I was entering wrong. the stage of Quizzatron that is remorse for having <laughs> been the biggest nerd and done research. Well, here comes the last question this round. All right, everyone, put your mics down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't even try. <laughs> Look at this optimism. I'm still, I still got my hand over the buzzer. The Reproductive Medicine Prize was awarded to a group of scientists who discovered that it's possible to test whether your penis gets hard <laughs> by using what? Re- repeat the question. <laughs> I will. Uh, it's the Reproductive Medicine Prize. It was awarded to a group that discovered it's possible to test whether your penis gets hard while you sleep using what? Uh, Keith has already buzzed in. Oh. Let's give him a chance. A <laughs> uh, camera aimed at your penis. <laughs> yeah, you then review in the more dick cam, they call it. That's a very I'm sorry, did you popular, say dick cam? Dick cam is a I popular website. <laughs> Uh huh. So you've had this dick. Yeah, man. just it's got a motion detector. Got a motion and if detector. you c- yeah. get a a wood while you're sleeping, and then you review it in the morning. A, yeah, it's dick yeah, it's a picture. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I was. Uh, <laughs> nope, nope. I'm so sorry, but Dick I gave myself a colonoscopy once in my sleep. Answer. Robin, do you want to? Oh wait, Ariel. No, nope. Robin. Go. <laughs> no, good. no, you're in. Oh, oh Ariel. Okay. I gotta uh, press a button. So there, there was a Sex in the City episode where she <laughs> did this. With a piece of paper and tape. Yes, the audience agrees. Wait, I just accidentally cleared you out. Uh, so you said paper and tape. Paper and tape. Based on sex the sex in the, in the city. episode because she wanted to see if he was uh, getting hard uh, without her in his sleep because they were not having sex at all. And she was upset about this? Yeah. <laughs> she she wanted to know if it was her or 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 him, you know. Oh, because he wasn't getting hard. He, he for wasn't her. getting hard oh. for her, and so I thought she was just upset that her, he was getting her hard sci- without her there. Well, the scientific test was using a piece of paper and tape. Like while he was sleeping, she went in there and like put this little ring around it in paper, and then in the morning she was like, "Oh, did you know, yeah?" And did he? Uh, I'm I think he did. I think so. I think it's it a- proved that uh, the problem was that he wasn't he wasn't really that into her. I had no idea that Sex and the City was about. Yes, well done, Ariel. Good job. So, okay, so the actual answer. I I know the actual answer. Sweetie, I know you know the actual answer. (laughs) (laughs) I know you do, baby. Can we say it together? uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Postage Postage stamps. Yes. (laughs) Really? The audience is like, the fuck did they just say? And they said my people stamp People are like, what is postage yeah. stamps? Do postage. people yes. use mail that is not E anymore? Well, yes, that's we just do. it, is that this, this, uh, research was done, uh, many years ago. Uh, I think it was like 1980 or so that they actually did the original research. Uh, and it was so groundbreaking that it has become an actual tests that scientists and doctors recommend you might do at home if you're worried that you're not getting hard and you're not sure if it's a physical or a mental problem you can do this test to see you know if it might be if it's a, if if it's a physical problem then you aren't going to get hard in the middle of the night uh if you do get hard in the middle of the night then it's a different problem and so what these researchers did was they took a strip of postage stamps that are of course perforated and wrapped them around guys dicks at night <laughs> and uh and if- that didn't make them hard <laughs> <laughs> I think they let the guys do it themselves. <laughs> and that didn't make them hard. <laughs> and if the postage stamps were broken apart in the morning, that meant that they got hard at some point. And if they weren't broken apart, that means they didn't get hard and it's time to go to your doctor. Yeah, or they had to mail a letter. <laughs> Please. <laughs> like they're, like on Ambien. Like they were just yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it is an actual, uh, thing. It's called, the study was called Nocturnal Penile Tumescence Monitoring with Stamps. And Boy, that just killed my erection. <laughs> did you well, know, did you know that? I did. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Of course she did. Because I'm a gigantic nerd, which is not cool. And of course it's cool. We love that here. Oh, you didn't hear? Yeah, they made like God. It's we're in our twentieth year of geek chic now. You've been cool all this time, and you didn't know it. Yeah, I mean, can we all appreciate? We actually we didn't even talk about this when we were doing our intros. But Janet is wearing a mini skirt with neurons on it. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I should give a medal. shout out to the artist who, sure. who made the, the, uh, design and the skirt. It's Michelle Banks and on Twitter, she's artological. Oh yeah. I follow her. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. She is. Uh, so yeah, uh, wrap stamps around your dick, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> as one does. That is the end of our round. Real quick time to thank our sponsor, the United States Postal Service. Dick stamps. <laughs> dick, dick stamps. stamps dick We, we deliver diagnoses for you. Dickstamps.com. Uh, okay, let's check out our scores. It looks like our, we have joint winners. Janet D. Stemwedel and Kate Gary are our joint winners. So did I've never seen that happen. Do they fight? Uh, they will have to fight to the death. Okay, and unfortunately, good. Kate already has a full suit of armor. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. Oh, well, now you know for next time. Uh, second place is Robin Tran with 700 Woo! points. Third place, the audience with 400 points. Not too far behind is our darling Ariel Waldman with 300 points. And extremely far behind with negative 700 points, it's Keeble Jensen. So what's the record for the lowest score ever? I think you're pushing it. Uh, it's definitely you who has it. Not Justin? Oh, maybe Justin. Yeah. We're going to have to go through the archives to find. Right. We, we will do that at the end of the year. <laughs> we'll be giving out prizes for that. Uh, let's go down the line and uh, have, uh, our guests tell, tell our audience both here and at home, uh, where to find you. Janet. So if you're not finding me in the classroom at San Jose State University, you're going to find me on Twitter at DocFreeRide. Thank you so much. Janet DeSemwittle, everyone. Robin. Hi, everyone. I am Robin Tran. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, it's just nice to meet you. Uh, um, Robin Tran 4 on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, check out my special on Hulu. Robin Tran on Hulu. Robin Tran, everyone. Thank you. Kate. Hi, I'm on Twitter at, at Kate spelled with a C, C-A-T-E underscore Gary, G-A-R-Y. Wow, is that more complicated than it should be? <laughs> uh, and uh, for people in the audience, uh, Robin and I are going to be at the setup tomorrow night in San Francisco at the Beer Basement at 8 o'clock. So come on out and see us. Love you. I wish I knew what the ignobles were. Kate Gary, everyone. <laughs> Ariel. So you can find me in Antarctica, so just go there, you know. <laughs> no, it's I, south, I, right? I, yeah, yeah, south. south. Yeah. I'm I'm Ariel Waldman on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all those things. And I guess my event shout out is Science Hack Day is October twenty seventh and twenty eighth in San Francisco. You should And it's come. gonna be awesome. Janet got a science medal which she is wearing from the last one. <laughs> For my first so, time. So you should all come and you can win. Yeah, so if you find me on any of those those networks, you'll probably find stuff about Science Hack Day, too. Ariel Waldman, everyone. And Keith. I'm Keith Lowell on all the Instagram and YouTube and Twitter and all that. And uh, Do you want to plug your Roseanne book? Yeah, buy my Roseanne book called Punching Nazis and Other Good Ideas. <laughs> Keith Lowell Jensen, everyone. 
I have I have started if people a uh, special service I provide I'll cross out Roseanne's name and I write in Kate Gary's name. I got her to say Keith L. Jensen is hilarious so I could put her in place of Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, it was on Ambien at the time, so I don't know. <laughs> but I paid for the Ambien, so I earned that, yeah. I thought. You told me it was Tylenol, you piece <laughs> yeah. of shit. <laughs> here, here, take this, and will you say I'm hilarious now? Yeah. And of course, I'm Rebecca Watson. You can find Quizotron at Quizotron on Twitter or Quizotron.com. You can find us on iTunes where you should go and leave us a review. We have a weekly show where we do interviews with each of our panelists for the upcoming uh, month, so you should check that out. Uh, one final round of applause for our joint winners, Janet and Kate. Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. Good night.